Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Triflix Cast. It is me, Tristan Watkins, and this is the show where we interview innovative creators, entrepreneurs, people out here trying to make a difference in their communities, trying to better themselves in any way they can. And I think I mean, we say it quite a bit, but we got another guest on here that exemplifies a lot of these traits. We he is uh, Anthony Blair, a businessman, right? A, a local celebrity, businessman, 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 and just all around down to down to earth guy good friend you know somebody that right i've on. worked together on projects for quite a while right on yeah and we uh, good work together we have and uh, uh not just metaphorically speaking but like actually work good for the community that's right yeah that's right so thank you so much for coming on today thank you for having me yeah. on man i've been looking forward to this man it's great <laughs> everybody in the studio has actually thought you were already interviewed but that was because you came in the studio and you recorded a couple of your own sessions. Right, yeah. right, right. Did that one with LJ. That was a mm -hmm. great session, too. Yeah. People really dug that. Yeah. I actually, uh, right before we were, um, you came in, we were checking out that video on uh, on the importance of uh, head with the Mohead, y'all. Why, why is it meaningful and all that? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we're talking a little bit about alcohol here, but. I think there's partly a reason for that because it is a little bit of your brand, it's a little bit of your line, and yeah. people may not know this about you, but could you describe a little bit about uh, about your business model, what it is that you currently work in, what uh, what realm are you part of? Right on, man, man, marketing. Mm -hmm. I got a marketing degree, you know, paid the college, yeah, fifty sixty G's, you know, get a marketing degree, <laughs> right? So I got to do something with it. Marketing. Now that the landscape is what it is now, marketing plus multimedia, mm -hmm. what I'm marketing is multimedia. Yeah, I provide that service for clients, but then I also do that for myself and the brands that I have that I manage myself. Yeah, because you know, you know, you have a company, you do things for clients, you have this Triflix podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same idea. You know, you can leverage creativity in a lot of different ways. For me. I'm an idea guy. I know how to package a product. I know how to sell a product and promote a product. Yeah. I said, well, why can't I do that for clients and myself? You know, I read a book of Built to Last and they talk about the tyranny of the or and the genius of the and. Mm -hmm. The genius of the and is, well, why can't I do this and this? As opposed to, well, I can do this or this. There's more opportunity in the and than it is the or. Yeah. You could have uh, either came on this podcast or you could be out promoting your own brand. Well, or but I think you found a way to do both. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's uh, that's the Mohead y'all motto, right? Like The Mohead y'all model. Yeah. Well, the Mohead y'all model is a little different, right? It's, okay. you know, heady conversations over hard pour beer. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, I believe we're going to have a heady conversation. Yeah. Meaning, you know, it's going to be intellectual. It's going to be intellectually stimulating. Hard pour beer. Well, you pour beer hard and you're going to get a big head on your beer. So it serves two purposes. Yeah. So um, you're in marketing now and you have this brand around alcohol. Uh, how did you and, and before that, you said you went to college for marketing, right? Right. So how did you go from getting this degree to starting a business and this brand line? 
and then becoming uh, what I would consider, I mean, you know more than me, uh, but even on top of that, I would still consider you an expert in, in or a connoisseur in a way of, uh, of alcohol. You have a, a lot of knowledge that a lot of people are curious of and don't have themselves. So how do you go from a, a degree to in this line of work where people are coming to you for advice? Man, I'll tell you the truth. I was looking for something to do on, I was looking to do a YouTube channel and mm -hmm. I really didn't know what I was going to do. And someone that we have as a, that we know, mutual, someone that yeah. we, yeah, a mutual contact that we have, that person was like, man, why don't you do something around beer? You know, you go around and you go to these breweries mm -hmm. and you have these experiences and whatnot. You know, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of beer in Michigan. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm an alcohol connoisseur. Right. I, 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 I'm my beer is my lane. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been man. I was drinking beer when I wasn't even supposed to be drinking beer. But that's always been this through line in my life, right? But never really, never really thought about beer as being something that is marketable beyond just. Yeah. selling cans and bottles of beer. Mm -hmm. This person says, hey, why don't you create some content around it? Because you're already doing things around it. Just document it. Mm -hmm. I started doing that. And then that came to YouTube channel and on and on and on and on it went. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, how can I differentiate myself from the other cats who are on YouTube reviewing beer talking about beer so then i went and i got a cicerone certification so when you say well, you know, what's that i, I was getting okay, to that. okay okay when, when you talk about being an expert or a connoisseur yeah those are words that can be thrown out there i actually have a certification from an organization that's called cicerone mm -hmm. that lj video that you referred to earlier she yeah. is a cicerone I'm a Cicerone CBS. A Cicerone CBS is a Cicerone certified beer server, which means they'll say I am a master of beer styles and service. Mm -hmm. When you ask me, hey, what kind of beer is this? Or, hey, this is a barley wine. What kind of characteristics does this mm -hmm. beer have? Or this is an IPA. What kind of characteristics does this beer have? Yeah. My certification says I ought to be able to tell you what that is. The, all of that comes together to say, okay, I'm differentiating myself from the other cats who are out there doing the same thing, mm -hmm. which adds some more value to my brand. And then I wrap around the marketing education that I have around that to be able to promote it. And then I have a YouTube channel and a brand and the Mohead Y'all show. Yeah. yeah. So you found a way to do the and. I right. found a way to do the and. Exactly. Yeah. Now, off, the, off, off, off record here now, I do want to know, when it comes to alcohol pairing with food, specifically beer, mm -hmm. is it a myth or does is there actually a lot of thought process that goes behind that? Oh, yeah, it's a lot of thought, thought process behind that. Honestly, you can do more food pairing with beer than you can with wine. Really? But that's something that pe a lot of people don't talk about. The complexity and the different styles mm -hmm. that go along with beer is 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 myriad really in relationship to wine to where you know yeah you have different uh areas where you can mm -hmm. you know the, the grape comes from here and they put it in this barrel in this barrel and da 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 and but basically you have red wine and white wine mm -hmm. whereas with beer you have 
IPAs, you have you you have you have different degrees of colors and flavors and whatnot whereas wine they have they have that too but it's more narrow to whereas beer is way more yeah. broad yeah yeah That's, man yeah i um i don't know i've uh i've had a couple people on here and we usually end up talking about food for a minute so i thought i would find a way to tie that in here for a sec and beer is food by the way is it it is man it's bread just because how would you to me i think of like bread because you got yeast in it right well, yeast, grains. Mm-hmm. You it, even got some vegetables in there with the hops. So and then you got water. So you're saying that's on the food pyramid? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, I lost 80 pounds, bro. I promise you. I lost 80 pounds, man. I used to be way fuller faced than what I am right now. I lost 80 pounds, but I, I, I reconfigured my diet to fit into the uh, food pyramid and said, this will be my bread. So I ain't eating bread mm-hmm. other than when you drink. When I drink mm-hmm. and then I eat vegetables and I eat fruits and then I eat yeah. protein. But so, this is my bread group. Yeah, you substituted. That's cool. Yeah, man. And I promise you, man, it works. Really? It does. See, I am a witness. I got a lot of friends and I, you know, I'm I'm young-ish and came out oh, of college. <laughs> you ain't got none of this. You young. Bro. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty young and I just came out of college within the last, within the last three-ish years. And uh, a lot of my buddies, man, they drank, but they didn't lose 80 pounds. They look like they probably gained hey, a little bit. They got to balance that food pyramid, bro. So you think that, it, it, I, mean, I mean, clearly it worked for you. So you think it's not like uh, limited to just maybe your metabolism. Like this could work for other people too. I promise you it works. Huh. I, I, man, I, will, I will promise anybody if they will follow that program, yeah. just realign what they eaten, mm-hmm. it'll work, man. I'm telling you, man, man, bread is bread. Carbs is carbs, man. It yeah. doesn't matter where you get it from. Yeah. If you get it, you're going to get it. Think about, man, think about all the stuff that has breading on it. Just think about it. Everything. Breaded chicken, breaded shrimp bread on your on your hot on your hot dog your hamburger everything oh, yeah. almost man. anything fried almost anything fried and anything that is a in patty form mm-hmm. eliminate that and then just substitute it for beer it's the <laughs> same it's the same idea bro i promise you it works <laughs> now, we're not recommending people go out and become alcoholics by any means but no not at all responsible substitutions here <laughs> All I'm saying is if you drink beer and mm-hmm. you eat other bread products, yeah. if you made a choice to say either I'm giving up beer or I'm just going to keep on eating mm-hmm. a hot dog or a hamburger with a bun or you know, yeah. a breaded chicken or whatever, just make a choice. That's all I'm saying and see what happens. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So as a Cicerone CBA, you have quite a few opinions on beer, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Do you have any uh, opinion? Uh, clearly, we heard some on wine. Do you have opinions on other fermented drinks? I mean, I like wine. I mean, I ain't a hater on wine. What about uh, what about kombucha and things like kimchi and other? Love it. Really? I do. Yeah. Funkier the better. <laughs> I like that. So I, I recently tried uh, kimchi, and, and I don't know what it is about it, uh, but I get a strong buzz from it. I wouldn't doubt it. Really? No, it's fermented. I'm, but it, do you think it's... Uh, so if you buy it from the store, it doesn't have uh like a you don't have to have an ID to buy it because the alcohol percentage is so low. Right. But um, I I don't know. I just always I thought that was interesting that you could legally sell stuff like that, and I didn't know if maybe you've had any ideas on pairing 
I mean, clearly beer with certain foods, but if you had um, uh, opinions, so I guess just funkier the better, right? For me, it is, man. The reason I started out drinking funky beer. What kind? What's the what's the funkiest? Uh, back in the day, funky beer was beer that was in a green glass, like oh. Heineken, St. Pauli's Girl, uh, Beck's. Mm-hmm. Those those skunky, funky yeah. imports that are in a green bottle doesn't block any light. Though it's light struck and it's just funky and skunky and just ugh, right? But I gravitated towards that uh-huh. because I like funky cheese. I like blue cheese. The funkier the cheese, the better. If it smells like feet, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm all over yeah. it. Yeah, but that's uh, I was one of your videos said like uh, when it comes to consuming food, the the scent is what like eighty percent or something, a very high percentage of Absolutely. what the taste becomes. Absolutely. Once you get past the eye mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty neat. Um, but going back into your businesses and, right. uh, so, uh, you have three, line, three. three lines, three, three brands, brands, man, three brands, yeah. so the- wordplay. Yep. Beer for good. Yep. And Mohad y'all. Correct. When we talked about Mohad y'all. Fourth one might be coming down the pike though. Oh, really? Yeah, man. That's- I like to stay busy. Can you say anything on that? Uh, just a little bit, man. It's going to be more, um, like, uh, I could say a speaking artist incubator. Hmm. There's a lot of people out there who want to be public speakers, professional speakers, yeah. professional speakers. My, my definition between a public speaker and a professional speaker, a public speaker just talks in front of the public. A professional speaker speaks in front of the public and gets paid to do it. That's what <laughs> right. If, if you're good at it, you should get paid. Well, yeah. And there's some people out there who aren't that good who are getting paid. Mm. And me being in Toastmasters, I see people who are good speakers and they ought to be getting paid, but they don't know how to get to that point. Yeah. So then look at a cat like me. I created my speaking opportunities to get paid, to get an agent or, mm-hmm. you know, to find events and shows and things like that. That's It's hard. It's yeah. hard to do that. That's part of the reason how even the Mohead Jaw show even came to be, because I was like, man. I can speak, but I can't find any gigs. So I'm just going to create my own gigs. And yeah. one thing led to another. That's how you, is that, I, I'm guessing, is that how uh, Beer for Good started? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. No, that was that, that was a happy accident. Okay. So what is Beer for Good? And then I guess, how did it start? Yeah, right on, man. Uh, Beer for Good is the fundraising leg of the Mohead Jaw show. Mm-hmm. And Beer for Good, man. <laughs> Wow, Beer for Good is such a great story, man. I love how all that came together. I I went through a leadership Bartholomew County mm-hmm. here. One of the days that they have in leadership Bartholomew County is the community plunge. The community plunge is, hey, we're going to go to the three main nonprofits here in Columbus. Uh, San Susi, Love Chapel, mm-hmm. and Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center. Ah. Yeah, we had we had Randy Allman recently. Ah, yeah, so. shout out to Randy. Hey. Yeah, Randy and Diane. Yeah, so those Diane are, run the show. Don't so, don't don't let Randy fool you. <laughs> we have both of Diane them. Diane runs yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, those are the the people that are over the primary overseeing Lincoln Central. Absolutely. So right. so you worked alongside of those three charities. No, I was exposed to those three mm-hmm. charities on that day. 
Ah, and okay. I really liked what Lincoln Central Family Neighborhood Center was. Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center was doing. Man, mm-hmm. that acronym gets me twisted. It's, it's a little wordy. It is. It, it gets me twisted. <laughs> I liked what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They. I'm a fan of helping people out, but I'm not a fan of helping people out without any accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really liked about Lincoln Central Neighborhood Family Center mm-hmm. was, hey, we'll help you out. But you either got to pay it forward or you got to give back. So I was, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that. Don't just give folks stuff. Make, give them some accountability. The relationship developed from that because I stayed engaged with the organization. And to be honest, they was a big supporter of me when I first got started with Mohead Jaw because mm-hmm. Mohead Jaw used to be craft picks. And they really got down with craft picks when I was just getting started. Got a cardboard cutout at Yes, cinema. Yeah, of me. I don't know if you saw. Oh, I've seen it. I, you, why the, haven't you taken a selfie with myself? I I haven't. I I don't know why, but I've seen it. And, and you y'all recommend tell him beer. tell him to take a selfie with myself at Yes Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> take a selfie with myself. Yeah, no, but they they started working with you, and I noticed the yeah. billboard, and then yeah. you hold a beer of the day or a beer of the week or right. you recommend. Right, right, right. Exactly. Pe- people look to you for advice on that subject. They do. And I, I promise you, man, the, have you seen the mohead on more, the mohead on more beer video? I was, I was going through the catalog, but I don't think I got to skim that one. Oh man. That's the one that everybody loves. They put that up on the big screen. Is that the, is that the one where like you're Thorn shaking the glasses? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have seen it. I didn't okay. catch the title then. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a really cool one. They put that on the big screen, a big supporter. Mm -hmm. I thought I need to reciprocate that somehow. You know, they a big supporter of me. I want to promote them Mm -hmm. in some way. I came up with an idea to do a beer uh, 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 can drive for them. I said, hey, you know, a lot of people drink beers and cans. Yeah. You know, we do a can drive. We take the cans to the recycle. The money we get from the recycle, we give it to Lincoln Central. Good idea. A lot of moving parts. Couldn't really get it going. It's a lot of politics in aluminum, believe it or not. Really? I wouldn't I, have thought of that. I wouldn't have neither. And <laughs> trust so on me. the production or like recycling and stuff? On the recycling and the money distribution part. Uh, of it. Okay. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I was surprised myself. Huh. I really was. A lot of moving parts. Couldn't didn't didn't get it done. Well, I'm a member of the Brewers Association. Which is the National Brewers Organization? They represent the brewer, the breweries in America. Yeah, they released a documentary called "The For the Love of Craft," and I said to myself, "Hmm, Lincoln Central has yes, and here's a documentary that I could broadcast on the screen, mm-hmm. and then what if, and then what if, and then what if? Yeah, next thing you know, we have an event." 28 days, bro. 28 days we pulled off this event and we raised funds for Lincoln Central mm-hmm. Neighborhood Family Center. Uh, Help 800 kids in the neighborhood get Christmas gifts. I don't really get down with Christmas. I ain't gonna lie for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I'm sure you've watched The Grinch. The Grinch is the old Christmas. Yeah. So you remember when the Hooves didn't have shit, right? The Grinch stole all their stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they down there wrapped around the Christmas tree. They like, we ain't got none, but we still cool. Mm-hmm. 
and the Grinch was sitting up there with the dog on all of the loot, and then his heart was just like, yeah, that was me, bro. Because I was like, man, to be able to bring people together because of this mm-hmm. and do something good for our community, yeah. to be able to give kids some Christmas. And man, kids, man, kids don't care, man. They'll be like, oh, you ain't getting up. Man, that's rough. Oh, yeah. So to be able to to be able to be a part of something like that, to be able to contribute to the neighborhood. People don't talk about Lincoln. The Lincoln Central neighborhood is the poorest neighborhood in Columbus. But folks just don't talk about that stuff. It's very also much. like in the heart of downtown, too. Mm-hmm. And that's where. um if you look at, uh, I wouldn't say gentrification, but if you look at economic mm. development of economic any, development of any major city right now, uh, a lot of my generation grew up in the suburbs, and now they want to move back in the city. But because city life's so expensive, uh, I was just visiting Tucson, mm. and uh, Tucson grew out very large out from the center, and they have a lot of empty blocks in between. Mm-hmm. So right now, because of my generation's interest in living in the city. They're going back and backfilling all these empty lots mm-hmm. with multi-story. So vertical, the first floor is for commercial use, and all the floors above are for apartments. Yeah, mixed use. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so people are able to come in and move in these environments. And I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of maybe within the next five to ten years, Columbus really starts to try to develop that area. No doubt. They already are. Exactly, because you see that on State Street, but especially in that um, in those Lincoln Central areas, uh, because of how close it is to our downtown, uh, I personally um, actually getting ready to move into uh, my downtown apartment on Washington Street, just above. Okay. Uh, was the uh, Viewpoint Books? Uh, oh, word. Yeah. Okay. My my fiance is really into reading, so I was like, she's Perfect. like, of course, let's get it. And I said, oh, that's so great because I love spending money on things. <laughs> Like, but I love you, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we found a we found a good fit. But to, to your point, yeah. so stands like it is a it is a low income area. And, yes, it is, and it's not. Um, it, it's really good area that could get revitalized. You look at areas like Franklin, Indiana, where after their flood, the city offered a lot of grants and things for the homeowners in that area mm-hmm. or people that wanted to buy the properties. Um, if they invested in the exterior of the property, mm-hmm. they could apply for grants and the city would, um, it was either the city or the state, uh, one or the, I think it was the city, would compensate for like up to 50%. Now, the interiors were still a little rough, but because they were working on all the exteriors, all the property values started to rise up. Mm-hmm. And then everybody in the area were, became more interested in re, relocating to that and then revitalizing it and giving back. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to kick people out. Now, there were some people that couldn't afford it, and then it's sad that they weren't able to keep it. But the houses were able to be restored. People that had families there didn't have to leave if it was within their means. Kids could grow up in a little bit of a safer neighborhood. Uh, The roads were repaved. Everything's to the point where uh, the families, and I think that's like the main main point there, the families were able to have a better life and provide a better life for for their next generation growing in. So... I, yeah. I got a really big heart for the downtown area of any city. I think it's uh it's really sad Definitely. whenever you see them all torn down. Definitely, man. And I will say to your point that you made, that's that's my struggle, man. I, I understand, you know, progress and everything. The one thing that I hate to see though is mm-hmm. people who are in those areas get pushed out basically. Exactly. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I mean, that's that's not right, man, because, yeah, it's easy to build up an area and, you know, young people like you get to come in there and, you know, you have some energy and and the the the, the neighborhood benefits from that. Mm-hmm. What about the people who were there previous, though, who, like you said, they may or may not be able to afford that moving forward and then they have to go somewhere else. And then where do they go? Yeah. The people that don't own property because Columbus, right. I, last time I checked, I think it was over 30 percent of the homes are, are renters. Oh, way more than that. Yeah. I used to be on the housing authority board, man. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And a lot of them are in those neighborhoods. So yep. it's like. It's good for the people that are homeowners, and it's like, oh, great, we can, we might be able to get some grants. We might be able to revitalize uh, our property and get some more value out of it from when we originally bought it. But the people that are renting, if the property value goes up, then they can't rent there anymore. So it's like, where do you? And it's already high. And Columbus is crazy, ridiculous, bro, ridiculous. Yeah. So no, that's really cool. That um, going back to the point of you getting to give back. And you found a way to give yeah, back. Yeah, found a way to give back, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that, and I think going from all of that to say, for me, to be able to use beer, mm-hmm. go figure, to be able to make a contribution to the Columbus community, yeah. you know, and raising funds and things like that, man, man, that was dope, man. I mean, talk about getting a win, man. Yeah. That 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 was a great day. You know, people came from all over the place. I was people was walking in the door at yes, and I was like, man, I don't know who you are. Where you <laughs> where where you come from? And they're yeah. like, oh, you know, we were an hour away from you know Columbus in this place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for real? It was real cool to see the beer community come together for a good cause yeah. and 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 do some good. Hence for good right so that's where the name comes from right absolutely yeah and i think that's the the cool part uh a lot of times there's just there's bad things in the world right there's just there's always going to be bad things I, just like our conversation on um gentrification people yep. getting rushed pushed out of the area but the thing was even though that's awful in itself it, you can't always dwell too much on those bad things because if you do you're preventing yourself from going out and using that time to do something good and, no doubt. And while it is uh, really bad, you were able to take that time and apply that towards giving back to Lincoln Central. And not just because they did something nice for you, but it was something that you wanted to do for the community. Absolutely, man. And you were able to make a positive difference for all uh, 800 kids, right? Yep. And that's so that's so meaningful because at the end of the day, those kids are going to grow up. That's 800 kids that potentially are going to look back and like, wow, somebody cared about me. And somebody get poured into my life. And now there's 800 kids that are more likely, significantly more likely to want to give back to their community because their community poured into them. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope, hope so. And it ain't even really about that. I mean, that'd yeah. be, that'd yeah. be, if all of that happens, great. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think all of us mm-hmm. has some responsibility. I mean, if we living in a city, a community, we, I believe that we have an obligation to make our community the best that it can be. Yeah, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if we live here, why do we, why, why would we not want to do our part to make it as good as it can be? Yeah, and I, I think the cool part about that is um, you aren't originally from here. I am But, not. but you live here, 
And I do. And you're still trying to find ways to contribute. That's I, right. I think that's really neat. That's right. But I still represent home. I mean, <laughs> it's hat, man. I mean, yeah. I represent Flint, man. And the reason from Flint, Michigan, man, people still ain't talking about Flint, Michigan now, man, mm-hmm. but they still got bad water. Man, I've almost had to knuckle up on some people, man, because they think that shit's funny for whatever reason. Yeah. It's, it's real life, Tristan. I'm like, really? How is it funny that people in America don't have clean water to drink? And oh, by the way, old people are getting, older people, elderly people, they're getting uh, Legionnaire's disease. And young people are getting lead poisoning. How How is that funny? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, I ain't I ain't really a violent person, but man, I I man, I get fired up over that, man, because that just is not funny. That's not cool. I mean, I understand that people kind of had that nervous laughter kind of thing going mm-hmm. on, man, but man, when it's when it's people suffering in the world at large, yeah, that's not humorous. Mm-hmm. And in America, come on, man. It's abundance galore. This should not be a problem. And some of those same people who was laughing that I was going to knuckle up on have financial wherewithal to be able to put something into that. I love your phrase, knuckle up. Man, I I don't think I've ever heard it before, but uh, I I, I know where you're going. (laughs) Yeah, man, for real. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the the nervous laughter, sometimes that's just how people cope. And other times people are malicious and that is they're like, oh, it's an easy target you can joke about it type of thing but you know uh, you never know what's personal to people you, and it is like uh that empathy um of realizing like hey you know it may not bother me but it bothers them so i'm gonna like be respectful of of their of at their personality at the minimum yeah yeah but i mean it's also human lives and <laughs> shouldn't be that's don't what be I'm, so callous that's what i'm saying yeah. man i mean if it was one of your people you wouldn't think it was funny All right yeah that's your hometown man that's right that's right yeah. i don't have a segue forget the segue that's the segue check out hill zion records they're our sponsor they make really good music um so he's uh you said you're from flint michigan right yes sir how big of a city is that Boy, back in the heyday, it was about two. I want to say two forty or two eighty. Right now, I'd be surprised if it was even seventy five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty big. And uh, we're talking about Hill Zion Records here. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and it is a very big city as well. And both of Nash those places, Vegas. <laughs> I'm learning so many new phrases from you. Both of these cities, super far away, and yet we get people coming into the studio from both of these very far. I mean, it's not as big as Nashville, but they're still huge compared to our city, right? And people come here. They want to they wanna experience life in our little charming town. Uh, and Hill Zion Records with X-Truth and Taurus Hearns, uh, that's a stage name, and they produce some of the best music I've heard in quite a while. It's Christian music. It's uh, mother-approved for all the people out there wanting to listen with their kids. <laughs> Some big Mother old approved. Heck yeah. And uh, I I really do personally enjoy their music. And I wouldn't, uh, I mean, sponsors are nice, but I don't uh, push products that I don't believe in. That's, Say word. That's the reason we bring people like you in here. Right, man. I, I, believe, in, uh, I believe in these people. I believe in um, both of our sponsors, but then the guests that we have on the show. And uh, if my word carries any weight, I hope you guys uh, feel free to check out their links. We'll have that in the description below. Uh, you can always just search uh, Hill Zion Records. Uh, go give them a listen. Go check them out. We'll have them here in town for a photo shoot here soon. 
um, and we'll have them on the podcast as well. But uh, all in all, hope you guys enjoy them, and uh, let's cut back into come back into the conversation, man. Just slide this together. Oh man, we are all over the place today. Not, uh, but that's not to say it's not a good conversation. All right on. That's that's how my conversations go, man. Oh uh, yeah. The point of the show really is to share people's stories because any you can go on Wikipedia and learn anything you want about anybody. You can go on Facebook, read about their lives, but to truly get somebody's story to me is where the relationships built between a person and uh between two people of course but a person in a brand a person in a product you want to know how it's affecting people and where it came from and that's why we got you on here today we want to we want to know what actually i'm I'm curious because we were talking about flint you grew up there yes sir grew up in flint uh born (laughs) born and raised born moved went back Mm mm-hmm and then moved again, and but okay. Flint, but Flint was a really big part of my formative years. Though. Yeah, yeah. So you went, you grew up there. Did you attend college in that region? I went to college at Baker College, which they had a campus in Flint. It's like a Ivy Tech here in oh. uh, Indiana, right? Yeah. So they have uh, a system. They mm-hmm. have different campuses all over the place in the state. Yeah. They had a, a college in Flint. They had one in Muskegon. I started in Flint, went to Muskegon. Now, Muskegon, if you didn't know, you could take 31 straight up to Muskegon. Mm-hmm. You could just jump on 31, go north, you hit Muskegon. Mm-hmm. Muskegon is on Lake Michigan. It was real dope. Yeah. And that's that's where I got my degree in marketing from. And from there, I went to, I jumped the lake because you could take a high-speed ferry over to Milwaukee. Okay. I took the high-speed ferry over to Milwaukee. I was like, oh, word. And Milwaukee's big and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Landing in Madison, Wisconsin, which they, Big Ten, uh, University of Wisconsin yeah. is in Madison. Really hype town. It's it's Bloomington probably times f- probably eight. Yeah. So you just visited, took ferry on visited, or is that where you? What took, was your involvement there? Took the ferry just oh, for just shits, yeah, just for shits and giggles, man, yeah. and liked it. Yeah, well, that's cool. And moved over there yeah, and then relocated. Yeah, relocated, landed here. Uh, I met my ex wife and moved here, mm-hmm. and then uh, shoot, man, started started a. Uh, Kept my business at the time. That business got acquired. Ooh. And then you run into people who are not good business partners. Okay. And then you start over again. Yeah. And then land in the place where we are right now. Subtle shade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, subtle shade. I ain't throw out no names. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You know who you are. You know what you did. Yeah. All right, but so you go into marketing. Uh, to me, I mean, I'm very, uh, I, I really enjoy building brands and I enjoy right helping on. people grow Absolutely. their companies and all that. But that's, um, to me, like, what what is your story? Why would you choose that out of everything? Was it uh, <laughs> part of your upbringing? Like, does that stand out to you a lot growing up in that region? Or was it just, I don't have anything else to do. Let's go for marketing. Bro, let me tell you. I My mom was a secretary at uh, middle school mm-hmm. about the time when computers started to hit the scene. Okay. 
she saw the handwriting on the wall, so to speak, and was like, yo, you need to get down with computers. Mm -hmm. She threw me in these different computer classes and whatnot. Bug my old man. Yo, yo, I want a computer. I want a computer. I want a computer. I want a computer. Mm -hmm. I want a computer. Finally got me a computer. I am not a programmer. (laughs) I do not have the patience for that, right? Mm -hmm. So I started playing video games. I mean, what else you going to do if you got a computer and Mm -hmm. you don't program? I still thought that I was going to do computers. That's what I went to college for. I was going to go to, uh, I went into college for computer science. Mm -hmm. A lot of math, bro. A lot of logic. You know what I mean? Not for you. Not, not, I mean, logic in a different way, but not that way. (laughs) Bro. I went into, I I had a lot of creative writing classes as, as electives. Mm -hmm. And my, I never forget her, Martha Hamp. She's probably deceased by now because she was up in age even back in the day. I I love that woman. Never forget her. Mm-hmm. She was the person who really encouraged me in my creative writing and whatnot. And she said, have you ever considered advertising? Mm-hmm. I said, advertising? What's that? Yeah. She's like, uh, the stuff that they put in between the shows or they yeah. do the show and then there's stuff in between the show and then the show comes back on mm-hmm. I, I to be honest i'm kind of a i'm kind of embarrassed because i like oh really that's what they call those things advertising that's what that is so was this time um so computers are out clearly and are is is the internet popularized at this point or is it still early or not it's yet early ish okay is 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 past early adopters mm-hmm. but is not mainstream yet yeah so to her when she's recommending and throwing this idea out it's still probably like newspapers television have you considered advertising for companies brands that type of thing right but it was because nobody knew where it was going to go that's right it wasn't internet at that point she mm-hmm. was just like advertising at large yeah. which at large was to your point you know newspapers uh magazines television things like that it's like nah like, you should think about that. You might be good at that. Hmm. So, hmm. so I checked it out. And the only thing that I could find, there wasn't any advertising degrees, but there were marketing degrees. I saw that and I said, okay, well, I'll jump into that. Now, this this was a boon for me. I'm not a numbers guy. I mean, I can I can count money. <laughs> Anything past that, I ain't trying to really get down with. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, I could get down with this. I mean, I man, I flunked out of accounting like three times, right? And then I passed yeah. with a C. And I was happy. I was just like, I just want to be done with this type of thing, right? That's why I paid $200 a month for an account now because I'm just not that guy. Yeah. But the words, though, the words. So I could, I, I could get down with that. Mm-hmm. So I got into that program and start really excelling in that you know my 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 natural acumen my natural gifts my natural ability start to blossom in that lane mm-hmm. and i was like okay yeah i can do this and it was this perfect storm that the internet was starting was was skyrocketing at that time yeah. and at that time it wasn't pay-per-click at that time you know, it wasn't no Google AdWords. It wasn't no Facebook ads. It wasn't none of that stuff back then. It was just straight up classified ads like you would see in a newspaper. Yeah. Man, I start killing it. I mean, 
back in the day. We're talking 98, 99, 2000, man. Yeah. I was just writing classified ass, selling movies and books and things like that, even before Amazon, man. I mean, uh, Borders was still around back then. Borders is long gone. What's Borders? Bookstore. Oh, okay. There was Borders, Barnes and Nobles, and then Amazon came along. Yeah. <laughs> Borders fell to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Barnes and Nobles is still around, thanks to Starbucks. And then there's Amazon. But man, I was doing stuff like that and making money. And I was like, yo, this is dope, man. I can sit at my computer, I can sit in my drawers and make money. This is great. Why would I want to do anything different? So were you considered like a pioneer of this at the time or was it? Oh, for sure. Okay. So this was still super early adoption. Super early, man. Because you got to figure, man, the internet, early adopters hopped on, early, early adopters hopped on before 94. But when you talk about maybe late early adopters, you're talking 94, 96, 97. Yeah. When you're talking Netscape Navigator, Mosaic, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then you start getting into the 2000s and, you know, yeah. about 2003, five after the bubble bust and yeah. all that. Yeah. Once um, to me, I mean, this was based on my own perspective, but for me, the Internet didn't begin until web hosting began. And that's whenever you had like people that hosted their own websites and had video then from 03 to 05 was when it was more popular. And then, like you said, the bust. But then that's when 05 was when YouTube 05 to 07 mm -hmm. was when YouTube mm -hmm. was still fresh. Mm -hmm. And then it exploded from 07 to probably 2012. I think, in my opinion, that's still the peak of of, of people still uploading like their own personal content and all this. And then after 2012, all the corporations started to jump in. That's when like all the late night show hosts, mm. all of the all the companies are like, oh my gosh, there's there's a lot more to this internet thing than we expected. And that's when the corporate branding started to take over. And um, that's when monetization, that's when a lot of uh, Google AdSense, all that was like that early, probably any, anywhere from 05 to 2012 was while it was developing. And once 2012 hit, it just took off as far as digital presence for companies. Yeah, I, will, I, I don't disagree with that. I might rewind it back maybe two years before that. Okay, I was doing online advertising with Overture. Don't nobody know about Overture. Yeah, but pay, the first pay per click company, Overture and GoTo, and that was back in like oh three oh four. Yeah, yeah, man. So that that's when it started to bubble up. Mm -hmm. But to your point, man, I again, I would say about two years before what you said was when it started to make that ramp up yeah. store towards commercialization. I mean, back then, you know, you had MySpace and, mm -hmm. you know, people were doing their own quote unquote websites. People don't do their own websites and things anymore, no. man. And if you listen to a cat like Mark Andreessen, the guy who wrote the code for Netscape, uh -huh. you know, that was the whole lane. It was, hey, you know, the Internet was supposed to be this place where people could have their they can make their own websites and put out their own content and let their voice be heard. Mm -hmm. And man, that's my struggle with social media, man. I ain't the biggest fan of social media. I ain't gonna lie. Just because it is not, it, it took the internet in a direction where its creators wanted it to go. Mm. Yeah. I, I think we have pretty similar views on that then. Word up. I, uh, I, I, I look more at it from the social 
interactions of it and the effects it has on people's psychology and, and the the way i mean it's it's a tool it can be used for good or bad or, absolutely and and you know it's um you know like it's like alcohol if you enjoy it responsibly it can be a great thing absolutely but if you allow yourself to to make poor decisions and, and put yourself in, in situations that are not beneficial for yourself overall That's right. It can completely ruin your life. And I see a lot of people in my generation that look to it for um, either gratification or whatever uh, satisfaction to, to meet insecurities. And now it's like they're just, they're just drawn by that click. Yeah. If I'm not getting that click, I don't get serotonin today. That's right. That's right. I don't get that like. I don't yeah. get that heart. So I, I, I definitely agree with you. And it's not I'm not trying to like i just think we but we are on the same side but for just maybe slightly different reasons there mm. but yeah that's pretty neat um i didn't realize how uh deep your history was with it because you're, you're pretty much there from the beginning yeah man pretty much yeah. pretty much man my first client man i remember the first website that i did that's how i started out i did websites mm -hmm. website development man my first website i did for uh uh catholic parish over on the west side of michigan man i learned a lot about catholics i promise you not throwing no shade on catholics but i'm just saying i learned a lot about catholics. Yeah, you put together the website he, he learned it all i i learned a lot that's all i'm gonna say but man i probably made a penny per hour on that right mm. but the thing about it was and this is this is this is one of the things that turned that turned me on the game was I, I took that hit, but the people who were at that parish were wealthy business owners. A lot of them were. Mm -hmm. So then when they was like, yo, we got this new website, blah, 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 and they put in the bulletin and everything, then these wealthy business owners was like, yo, um, so who did your website? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, my man over here. And then the phone started to ring. And one thing led to another. And then next thing you know, I have a business, right? Yeah. Man, I promise you, Tristan, back in the heyday before the bubble bust, and man, before the bubble bust, 9-11 and the recession happened. Man, I had an office location. I had an office in Muskegon. I had an office in downtown Grand Rapids, second largest city in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Twelve people worked for me. It was off the fucking chain, dog. I promise you it was it was off the chain, but it was so great. But, you know, it's when all the, when, again, when 9-11 and all that, it was yeah. just that fast, right? And that's that whole thing of being ahead of a trend, mm -hmm. but being prepared for the worst. Not expecting the worst, but being prepared for the worst. And see, that's why I, that's why I fucked up. Because I was just thinking it was just going to go forever. Yeah. Right? But it didn't. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that part of it. So then it was, how do I recover now? Yeah. It's a hard lesson to learn. It was. It really was. But I learned it. Well, clearly, you bounced back. Yeah. Have, have to. Have to. What else are you going to do? What else you going to do? Well, I mean, you could just, you know, go, you know pull to the side of the road and yeah but you, you wouldn't do that you're from michigan no we don't get down like that but just saying that is an option yeah not my option but it is an option yeah so learn take your lumps recover and yeah. keep on going 
Right on. Well, we are we're pushing that limit on time today, and I want to jump through some thirty second questions with you. All so right. you got something to come to head? Spit if uh, if not, we can skip. Not a problem. Starting out, uh, you you had to overcome quite a bit as far as entering this new market, and you you've uh, learned a lot. What has been the most helpful thing for you to learn? in your field whether that be on the programming side the branding and marketing side what's been what's the thing that you can point to and you're like that made a really big difference bro just keeping it real understanding who i am and what my brands need to represent and the value that it can bring to the marketplace mm. yeah it's an extension of you yep a absolutely man anything any brand or anything that i put out there is just an extension of myself and I'm going to put some inauthentic stuff out there if I don't know who I am. Mm. So I need to know who I am before I can even put anything out there that has any value to the marketplace. Yeah. And some people might think you're out here just chasing a dollar. So that brings us to our next question. Misunderstandings. What uh, What is the biggest misunderstandings people may have about you or your line of work? Mm, man, uh, one, one of the clients that have been around for the longest used to say that I deal in black magic. I don't know if that was like, you know, racially motivated. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'd always say it's black magic, right? So the things that I do is like, how do you make these leads pop up? How do you make these sales pop up? It's like, man, you just, it's the algorithm. Mm. It's like tea leaves, right? You yeah. just got to know how that works. So for me, people... People see me walking around downtown doing what I do, and they don't think I do shit. Yeah. Because I make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. I come and go as I please. I, I do what I do what I want to, but at the same time, I know that I have to get things done. So people, <laughs> people that we both know, would be like, well, how does he make his money? Or, you know, this what what is his real job? Uh, you know, does does the does what he do does what he do? Oh man, what am I trying to say? does the things that he do are they even are they even real business models can are the things that he are the services that he provide even legitimate that's what i'm trying to say are the yeah. services that are the services that he provide even legitimate are people getting a good roi with oh. your service no like that's the question going through their head like how why would somebody be paying him a sustainable wage apparently because i mean you seem to be doing fine i ain't doing too bad yeah so how, how would you make that so like um the hard work <laughs> man hard work and knowledge man and always and always wanting to learn mm. because i'm a man lifelong learner man i'm always trying to learn something new man and i'll tell you tristan man my clients man on average they get like 800 percent roi on the stuff that i do for them that's why I can do what I can do. Are we hiring him? Ben? <laughs> why haven't we hired him yet? Bro, for real. Well, you, you need to train him then. He's Bro, supposed to be in charge of social media marketing. What's going on? For real. <laughs> on average. On average, man. I'll I tell you the truth, Tristan. I, why, Tristan Watkins, I'll tell you the truth. This year, I was like, yo, I was looking at the ROI results uh, on my clients, and I was like, I think it's about time for me to get a raise. So I pay, I hit up my clients. I'm like, yo, here's the numbers. I ain't asking you just for the hell of it. Yeah. Here are the numbers. This is what you're making off of me. Surely you can afford to do this. Mm. Every single one of them said, yeah, you're right. Here you go. 
It's a good business. That's a good business. So, you know, people think, you know, huh, you know, you doing this and that, you know, how can you, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. And I go, I don't, I ain't trying to trade time for dollars, right? I'm trading time for impact. And if I'm impacting folks' bottom line, it doesn't matter how much time I put into it. It matters that I get the results. Like that, and I'm sure your uh, clients agree with you. Apparently, they do. <laughs> All right, last question here. Yeah, you got one piece of advice for people. Mm. One piece of advice, a little cute quote, or or something a little deeper, whatever you want to go with, on anything about how to run a business, entrepreneur, uh, pick yourself up bootstraps. How do you yeah. re- how do you bounce back from something like twelve employees to nothing? Man, you know it, it's even deeper than that, man. And I think I touched on it a little bit earlier you have to know yourself Mm. you know yourself be true to yourself that's the one thing don't don't try that's the one thing that i would that that's my piece of advice to anybody be true yourself know yourself because everything that i've done that has been positive, that has made an impact in the world, that has inspired people, has come from me knowing myself and being true to myself and not trying to be one of the masses. Man, why, why does Apple use our retina and our fingerprint to unlock our phones? Because I can't unlock your phone mm. with my fingerprint or my retina. Yeah. It's unique. It's unique. Every single person on this planet, past, pre- past, present, and future, are unique individuals. If each unique, if each unique individual can tap into that uniqueness, there wouldn't even be no competition because we're all doing our own thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to be like so and so, this, that, and other thing. I mean, I was that guy too. But then one day, I discovered. I was like, man, I'm. Aunt Blair. There's never going to be another Aunt Blair ever, ever, ever in the history of the universe. Mm. I need to understand who that person is and then be the best Aunt Blair that I can be. As long as I can do that and be true to myself and be authentic, then everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. Pretty well said. Thank you. All right. I, that, that's pretty much it, man. We we hit the wall on time today. Word but up. But that doesn't mean this has to be the end of a conversation. Right. Other people might want to talk to you. Right on. If they did, where would they find you? Where could they keep up with, not the Jones, but where could they keep up with <laughs> you? Man, if you want to, if if people, hey, if y'all out there and y'all want to keep up with the Mohead Jaw show, just hit up com. If you want to keep up with me, Hit me up on Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter, Siafu Blair. Do you know what a Siafu is? No. Haha. <laughs> African driver ant. <laughs> ant Blair. Yeah. African driver ant Blair. That's smart. Man, I try to keep it clever. So hit up Siafu Blair on Instagram and Twitter. Mm. And if you see me out and about, hey, you see me walking with some headphones around the con <laughs> and on Washington Street if y'all in Columbus. 
And I think that's yeah. all the, those no, are all the no. spots. That's good. I mean, if you think of anything else, we'll have all these links in the description below. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anything like that where you can't see it, I highly recommend checking out the Facebook and the YouTube for uh, triflix.com. That's where we host all these podcasts. Uh, YouTube it would be a triflix, uh, triflix cast, clearly. Uh, but that's where you come check out all the shows. I love getting to watch podcasts and see a face and get the face with the name, hear the story, and it helps build that connection. And uh, that's one of the reasons we do this. It's something I enjoy, and I hope that's something you guys enjoy as well. Uh, as far as the show goes, like I said, this doesn't have to be it. You guys can check back in next week. We're going to have a podcast pretty much regularly scheduled for the next couple of weeks, every Friday when we release them. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. And on top of that, if you guys know of anybody else, somebody, maybe public speaker, like our guest here, maybe an entrepreneur, like our guest here, a local celebrity, like our guest here, so many things, whatever it is, if you guys can think of somebody, you point them our direction, we would love to have them on the show, uh, tell their story, and try to build that relationship between them and the people listening, because we want, we don't want to just push products, we don't want to push brands or people here, we want to push stories, and we want to build those relationships, it's part of the reason that I even started this was it's like therapy man. right on man. I, for real i love getting to hear people's stories it's one of my favorite part of this and of course if you do enjoy the show uh or you know other people that do don't don't be afraid to hit that patreon hit up that support let us know um if you want to support with a sponsorship or a donation um of course if you did we would love to have you on the podcast as well because uh we're just curious of what you guys are up to and don't forget if you listening on what apple podcast all of them all of everywhere them, hey hit hit that review button give a good review hit up the four and five stars all that beeswax yeah i even think about that see this is why you're worth the 800 percent, right bro i'm trying to tell you <laughs> yeah best thing you can do if you're on youtube hit subscribe that's all i gotta say True. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man, it's good being here, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Peace. Ooh.